Happy Easter, everyone. And this morning we meditate on the Gospel of John 20, 1 through 9. Uh, know that also there's other options for the, the, the Gospel of this day. You can meditate on Matthew 28, 1 through 10, or Luke 24, 13 through 35. I will comment on the one on John 20, which I think is the most maybe challenging in some ways to, to meditate. Uh, but it's the one we hear mostly in, in the mornings of, of Easter Sunday. Um, first, you know, we, we see um, the different roles or charisms uh, of, in, the, in the people, the three characters that seek Christ in this gospel. Uh, Mary Magdalene, the, the sinner who converted. You know, uh, um, we know that Christ has cast uh, demons from her, liberating her. Uh, and after that, she was so committed to Christ. You know, uh, it's a moving gesture that she waits for the Sabbath to conclude. And the first thing in the morning, even you know, before before the sun rises, she's, al- she's already going to the tomb to complete the anointing of the body. Uh, so when other people have lost hope and abandoned uh, the teacher, she is going to the Lord. Mary Magdalene embodies the role of love in our lives. That love is the you know the, the flame or the energy that spurs us on to keep keep going and keep seeking God. It's, uh, she personifies the love for God. Um, uh, John c- could also uh, the one who was at the foot of the cross can also personify the love for God. Uh, or if you want the, the mystical impulse, the desire to always be uh, with the teacher. Um, Many fathers of the church have seen in Peter and John the the, the those who represent you know the the mystical impulse or the the charism for renewal in the case of John who who leaps forward and tries to you know innovate and, and create new paths for the gospel to spread or for people to live the Christian life and in in Peter uh, the the charism of authority or discernment that belongs to the you know the role of shepherds in the church. And that's why you see, you know, John running faster and getting, you know, there before, and then Peter coming next. But John waits for Peter to, you know, to come into the tomb and, and kind of approve and step in. Um, you know, in, in a sense, many have seen the role of many saints, like St. Saint Francis of Assisi, who had the insights and the holiness to reform the church and renew it, but he would not take a step without counting on the, you know, the, the approval of the church, uh, the the uh, you know the kind of the, uh, the the green light from 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 his authorities from his bishop, from his bishop to move forward. Um, but then something interesting in this gospel is also that it's a gospel of the resurrection, and yet the risen Christ does not show up. Right? It, it may be strange that you hear this gospel of the risen Lord and in the Easter Sunday gospel, and Jesus is nowhere to be seen. Uh, we only see the signs of the resurrection, which are, you know, pretty eloquent. I mean, they go to the tomb and then um, they see the empty tomb, the, the, the stone that has been rolled. Uh, now they take this, Mary Magdalene takes this to mean that they've stolen the body initially. Then the disciples go, Peter and John go, and they see the cloth that covered his head and the, the linens, the burial cloths. And by the way they were, you know, rolled there, you know, it doesn't make sense that someone stole the body. They would have taken the, those cloths with them, obviously, not just the body, the bare body. So they, by these signs, they recognize that the resurrection happened. Something like the resurrection must have happened. That's unusual, something unusual, not someone stealing the body. 
And I think there's a reason why the Gospel of John first presents these signs. And that's because many times we approach the mystery of faith in our lives and the, the way in which God enters our souls um, by recognizing the signs. At times we, the, we cannot perceive directly the action of God. Like you see the grace entering your soul. But you see signs. You perceive that something has changed. And so maybe something to, well, two ways to meditate on this would be first to imagine this whole scene and to run with Mary Magdalene and then with John and Peter and, and how it just enter with your five senses into this situation. Try to imagine and, and situate yourself in that place. But then some questions to ask about your own life is, you know, what are the signs of the resurrection, the recent Christ in my own life? What are those changes in my path, in my outlook on things? What are those coincidences or new ideas or breakthroughs that, you know, I can sense that even though they're simply, in a sense, they're natural things, but they would not have happened without the power of the Holy Spirit. And those are, you know, signs that point to the reality of the living Christ in us.